0: Welcome to PeerPod, where you are the peer and we are the pod. Here at the PeerPod studios, we've extracted the sweet, sweet juice from our freshly squeezed student experience, and we have bottled it for a reasonable price, free and fresh for the download. We are dripping with knowledge, and we really can't wait to share with you our words of motivation, experience, and of course, our stories. Hello, and welcome back to the PeerPod podcast, the podcast where you are the peers and we here are your pod. So normally you would find us in our ThinkSpace studio, but today, like you, we're working from home. I'm your host, Life Coach Leila, and today I'm joined by our in-house Game Boy, Juan, and our forecaster, Jesse. Today we are talking about robots and the future of our student experience, basically on the back end of this global pandemic, which has caused significant disruptions to just about every aspect of our lives. So welcome aboard, guys.
1: Hello.
2: Hey, everybody.
0: Okay, so talk to me. Now that you're working from home, how do you feel this has impacted your university
1: experience? It's obviously changed quite dramatically, Like only a month ago, we were all still Going to study every day, I was working in the lab because I am a PhD student, and then all of a sudden, we had four days' notice and things were shut down.
2: Yeah, well, in my case, I was never... Like, my lab is still open, but some of the glassware and other lab materials that I ordered are just not coming anymore. So I had to stop because of that.
0: Yeah, definitely, if you have practical work or clinical work, I, I really... If this is a difficult situation to be in when you need to be going out and you need to be doing face-to-face.
2: I think this has hit everybody in a different way. For example, I was talking to some students from dentistry and they were super happy with the situation because now they were getting pretty much the same sort of information during lectures, but all, everything was super concise and they were being able to learn the same things in probably half the time. But also on the other side, they were struggling in a way to like, develop the actual skills that they need to. I also work with computers, even when I also like, I work with uh, bacteria in the laboratory.
0: You can't take that home.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, can take, I can't bring microbes here to my house, but what I can do is simulate them in my computer. Do you both
0: feel like you work better from home, or do you feel like you're more distracted? I mean, I think it's a bit of a
1: mixture. Speaking for myself, I feel like you can't work at the same place every single time. So on some days I feel like I'm more distracted at home and some days I feel like more distracted at work. I think it all comes down to what your mood is and just being able to set a structure for it. I mean, what I found most helpful was the fact that um, if I had a deadline, I would more intently work from home. Whereas if I just needed to do something on the fly, then I was probably better off traveling and going somewhere.
0: I miss going into uni and just having that experience of being on campus. When you see the same corner of your room all the time when you're working, it's not, it's not as exciting. You're definitely missing out on like that exercise as well and any other human connection, which I think is it's kind of half of your university experience, I think is experiencing the culture of it and the social aspect as well.
2: Yeah, I agree, yeah. absolutely. And I, I, I feel especially bad for those students who only started university this year. They were I'm pretty sure they have super high expectations about who they're going to meet, who they're going to hang with, but now they're locked at home.
0: You know, I have university friends, but they've already been established. So when you haven't had that chance to meet people in your cohort and to actually have that shared experience of what you guys are studying, they would be missing out.
2: Any sort of transition is hard at the beginning. So for the first couple of weeks, I was feeling like, I don't know. I was feeling like I was cheating just by staying home here, feeling comfortable, <laughs> and also not being as productive as I would be as at, at uni. But now I think i have gotten used to it. But I can't avoid those feelings of guilt from time to time. I don't know why.
0: Humans are pretty adaptable. By now we end up falling into, I guess, a routine. Yeah,
2: so just falling into a routine. And also, even if you're
1: struggling every now and then, just set yourself a new scenery. Go outside if you can and study in your garden or put a pot plant next to your table. A
0: little succulent or something. Yeah.
1: And studies have actually shown studying next to a plant boosts your attention
2: span. That's
0: if you can keep them alive because, I I don't know, studying next to a dead plant.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that can be a bit depressing.
0: I think it's really important that when we're trying to adapt to our situation that we're looking at how we can optimise it and how we can thrive in this situation, which I guess we'll talk more about. When you're in pyjamas all day, not saying that I do that, but let's just say hypothetically I'm in pyjamas all day, I feel like you're in a different headspace as well to work. you yeah. a bit more relaxed.
1: Yeah, okay. definitely. So dress to the occasion. So These so things,
0: like, what, do you suit up, Jesse? Are you in your lab coat uh, right
1: now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, put on the lab coat, you know, when you want to do something.
2: And you know what? Something else, like, probably, I don't know if you guys do this, but don't forget to exercise. Exercising can be a lifesaver.
0: Yeah, it refreshes your... I guess mental health as well.
2: It also boosts your immune system as well. This is really some of that anxiety that you've been accumulating throughout the day, right?
0: It's really easy to fall into the trap of not exercising. It's like you will get weaker um, when you're not even doing that subtle exercise that you normally would have done. So even like walking around campus, said is a big campus. It has its own postcode. So even walking around for classes all day, you're still getting in like sneaky exercise. It's adding to your health in a really subtle way that we're missing out on right now. And it can feel like th- that wasn't a big deal, but I feel like it is.
2: It's-, it's not only what we're not doing anymore. It's also what we are doing that has changed, right? Like, for example, preliminary data shows that people is actually people are drinking more, at least in Australia, at their homes. And they're also snacking a bit more. So, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe some exercise can, can help prevent any, I don't know. So we're definitely-
1: advising exercise more and lay
2: off that alcohol. Yeah, exactly.
1: Do you both think that
0: this is the way of the future? Do you think a completely online university is something that is maybe on the cards?
1: I think that some things, while you can learn online, can never replace face-to-face interactions. I think, no, not necessarily, but you will definitely see a lot more online activities being allowed or conducted through teaching. And I think it's a great thing as well because it increases accessibility of um, education as well in general. But... As the only way to learn, I think that's probably not the case. And if it is the case, I think it would be quite a shame.
0: The social experience, as I said before, is a huge part of just your university growth and part of the experience itself. Um, Mm -hmm. I can see that there would be pros to having an online environment, for example, students who are international or can't make it into campus, or potentially even the idea of reduced fees. So you imagine if it's all online, you don't have to have heavy fees for a course as well, because the courses are just run a lot cheaper.
1: Yeah, but I mean, definitely. I think online studying, there is a place for that. And I'm actually really grateful to see um, many universities around Australia sort of make months or years of progress in literally less than a month. I mean, Zoom is now quite accessible and user-friendly. Only two months ago, I bet more than half of the Sydney students may have never even heard of it.
0: And also (laughs) the idea of having lectures available online, I think is really valuable as well, because there are times where you, you can't make it into campus for whatever reason, and just having them there or even to just re-listen to, even if you have attended the live version, I think is really valuable.
2: Just being able to access that information at any point in time. As you said, yeah, even if you were there, maybe you missed something that was crucial for you. I think the silver lining um,
1: in all this, well, this doom and gloom of the pandemic, I think, is that I think a lot of traditional um, traditional style teachers have now also seen the importance of online learning and are now more dedicated in improving the quality of online education. So definitely mm-hmm. think that positive thing that's moved recently yeah I
0: know in my experience I guess a lot of the hesitance with progressing to online was that uh, you know professors worrying that students won't attend their classes and there's not going to be that and also just the way you deliver a class I think it's it's different it's not
1: it's weird uh, Which, which is which is a great thing I think um out of this now that at least um we've seen a lot of progression here
0: yeah, I okay. remember a day when all the 8 a.m. lectures that I went to, none of them were recorded. And, and whatever did, professors refused <laughs> to record them. And so if you didn't make that 8 a.m. class, um, yeah, you just you missed it. So I'm all, all for having online recordings available and the capacity to shift the university learning environment online. But mm-hmm. I think if we miss out on that social, I think we're really doing ourselves a disservice for what I think the university experience is.
2: I don't
0: think that's purely learning the content. I think it's also learning the community of it and and
2: socially. I think it's really safe to say that now people's realizing of how useful these digital tools are, but how useful they are as complements, right? Because we are never going to be able to replace the intimacy and the immediacy of just face to face learning and that face to face experience, being able to actually share uh, with people and not with screens.
0: I'm actually pretty glad that this has happened now in the year 2020 and not like in the 90s where we had like dial-up internet and 20 text messages (laughs) max that you can send from your phone. Like it's kind of the right time for this situation to unfold because otherwise I I don't even know what would happen. I don't know. This has never really happened in the university's experience as far as I'm aware. But did did something happen with the Spanish flu at Sydney University? I don't know.
2: (laughs) I don't know Uh, if something happened with Sydney University but at a global level... I, I actually do know a bit about that, that history. Um, oh.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, I, so Australia was actually one of the countries that did very well with the Spanish flu because they actually had quarantine measures back then and one of the only countries to have quarantine measures. So I think, in a sense, Australia has actually learned what they've done from 100 years ago. And, I mean, just the other thing to remember is that this is only a short-term thing anyway. Yeah, um, exactly. Because eventually when the pandemic is over, things will come out. And just like in 1918, um, what followed soon after was the Roaring Twenties.
0: Hey, I'm down for a roaring 20s if you guys are, but um, yeah, I've, I've heard people talk from both positions saying the world will never be the same again, which can kind of take on a bit of a dark and gloomy aspect. And the other aspect is people just assuming things will go completely back to normal. I'm not exactly, I don't think we can really know at this point, but I do think it will change the university experience in terms of, I mean, how much is going to be accessible online It's like a just-in-case.
1: And I I don't think for one second of the world will be the same after this, and things will change. But as long as you keep up diligence, I think you'll put yourself in a great position. I
0: don't know about you guys, but I feel like you you can surprise yourself with how how adaptable and how resilient you can be in tough times. I don't think for anyone it's an easy experience. I think everyone's had to adapt, except for celebrities in mansions who are claiming (laughs) they're having a bad time. I don't know. I'm not so sure. Um, Yeah. So, speaking of what the future will hold, do you guys actually think that robots will take over? Is this a sign of things to come about where industry or learning is heading?
1: Well, funny that you say that because um, there's this great movie that uh, you may have seen before where similar things have happened and it was called iRobot. And if Asimov's uh, three laws of robotics remain true, then... um, Robots shouldn't be able to take over.
2: I think that there are chances robots will take over like a few fields, but I think that one, we are really far from it. And two, I think that, as I said before, nothing will replace the intimacy of face to face. And there are a lot of fields that are where face to face interaction is pretty much fundamental.
1: Yeah. And also, I think, I mean, it's important to use artificial intelligence and um, automation to, I guess, our success and but doing so we have to make sure that we don't entirely depend on it because if we depend on technology we will know how that would happen as well where if we depended on just word docs we won't be able to and not learn how to write then we might forget how to write and if something fails then that might not be the best thing for us
0: that's really interesting that you mentioned that because i've actually you know when you read random clickbait articles just about anything and the one that i am vaguely recalling is one about students having to write exams but not being used to writing. So when you have to, like, write an essay in an exam and you're used to typing all the time that these students were struggling and your thinking doesn't happen the same way, basically. So I think it's oh, interesting. Yeah. And if we can learn something from this experience, it, I guess it's not to put all the eggs in one basket, so to speak. I think there needs to be that comfortable balance of we have enough tech to, to, to adapt, but we don't rely on it. I mean, I don't know how it could happen, but it's still a possibility that we won't always have the technology or... Things can happen. I
1: mean, having a human virus. What about having a computer virus?
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, those, those things aren't completely ruled out. I mean, what if, I don't know. What if all the satellites just, like, disappear? Like, what happens?
2: Hmm. I think that these will be much more serious if, for some reason, the internet stops working all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, it is something that, like, it definitely can be used to our advantage, but, I don't know, at the end of the day, humans do well being human, and that's what I think is... Is pretty healthy for us. We've seen, like, you know, the impacts of isolation and not having and being just, I guess, left alone with tech as well on what that does to us. And I think everyone's craving a human connection right now. Yeah. I think, people are, even if you're introverted, I think everyone still still wants to be human. At the end of the day, we still want to see, like you said, plants on our desk and um, socialize and physically be in a space. I don't think right. we're craving a world where we put on VR goggles and live out our day, which to some people, some people that's a utopian society where you just create your own world in this virtual space, but I think at the end of the day, we are still human and the way we're programmed is still to enjoy the human experience.
2: And if any of, uh, if, and if any of you is, uh, who's listening is missing out on human-to-human interactions, you can just join one of our uh, Coffee in the Cloud sessions, right?
0: I'm glad you, you, you're plugging that there because this is something when we piloted it, we were just trying out to see how it would go with having these online coffee sessions with students. Um, and it turned out to be really fun. And I think everyone yeah. really enjoyed that. Seeing people, even though it's on a screen still, it's still that human interaction, hearing different voices, meeting different people and sharing exactly. your experience. It's one of, um, the,
2: one, one of the positive sides of having technology on our side. When I did one, one student got to join us, and she was actually in China in one of those uh, really strict um, quarantine hotels. So she was having no human-to-human interactions for two weeks. She hadn't, She was already in there for 10 days. So that was one of the ways that she got to to bond with people.
1: And it's not just on Coffee in the clouds, but we also have focus on studies. Oh, yeah. so if you're having difficulty um, studying as well, and you're more of a social interaction studier... And yeah, something like Focus and Study is also something that's uh, really good for you to attend. Well, actually,
0: Focus and Study, the online version was rebranded to be Ready, Study, Go. So we're still using the Pomodoro technique if you've ever joined us for Focus and Study before. But it's a Zoom conference, essentially.
2: Mm -hmm. But
1: with the usual Pomodoro technique.
2: um...
0: But yeah, the only thing that's missing is really the snack.
2: Now we all have a lot of snacks at home, so I think we're covered on that side.
0: Don't they taste better when they're free?
2: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> also, I don't know if this has happened to you guys, but I've been catching up with people that I haven't spoken to in at least the last couple of years, which yes. is a, an extra positive side to all of this, just catching up yeah. on friends.
1: And that's actually a great idea, just making sure that everyone's okay.
2: And also you get to realise how important you might be to some of those people.
0: Um, no one's called me, so
1: I don't know how to feel about that. No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> We've caught up now. So, I mean, going back to the question, will robots take over, then maybe... Yeah.
2: Maybe they already have. We're also
0: talking about just being human. I think in this context, it's really normal to be experiencing high levels of anxiety. Um, just given the fact that, you know, we've never experienced this before. There's a lot of scary things happening, a lot of changes that happen pretty suddenly. And just having the chance to adapt to that on like a mental level and even emotionally, I think it can be quite stressful as well. So just letting our listeners know that CAPS is still available. They're functioning, obviously, on an online system. So you can have a teleconference rather than um, a face-to-face session. So if that's something that you maybe need to talk to someone about, about what's happening, just lay your thoughts out on the line. Yeah, that that service is available.
1: I mean, the other thing to add as well is um, just to make sure that you can thrive working from home, as we've already discussed, have a nice working environment which you are comfortable and something that's ergonomic. Don't try and study in the bed because you're probably going to fall asleep and then you're probably going to not fall asleep when you need to be asleep. But the other thing as well, as we discussed, is do regular exercise, eat well. um, And also, if you're just feeling like you're struggling, take a break as well.
2: Like life is, I don't know, it's a constantly changing environment, right? And this is just another one of those uh, changes that some of us are going to have to face. Try to make the best out of it. And it's completely fine to feel a a bit guilty or unproductive or having some really mixed feelings about all of this but what's important is just finding the right way overcoming that knowing that feeling that way is absolutely expected and then just trying to find the routine or the good side of all of this
0: i I like that positive spin on it just trying to just make the most of what we have
1: and also and also you can actually at the moment you can perfectly upskill so there's actually a range of free open learning environment courses that you can take on canvas and there's also um, also um, some support from government as well in terms of like looking at short courses for um, New South Wales TAFE as well. So if you wanted to upskill during this time, I think now's is the perfect opportunity to do it.
0: I think it's a good time to try to develop a skill. At the same time, when I tell people it's a good idea to develop a skill, I also say it's okay if you don't. I think there's a lot of pressure. I know, I know I've put a lot of pressure on myself to be like, you've got to come out of lockdown like a better version of yourself and like all these things. I no. You write a little yourself of like this version you want to be because you've had all this time at home to really hone things. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. I also think because the situation is quite stressful, if some days are just pure survival days, I'm okay with that.
2: On that same note, like the skills that you can be developing doesn't necessarily have to be um, professional skills, right? For example, if something that you've always wanted to do is learn how to, I don't know, if you enjoy yoga, for example, why not taking advantage of all of those are there Are a few apps that are free, completely free now, and you can start practicing yoga or meditating yeah. or who knows, right? Also, so have I
1: a look know. at the nine different cloud types as well because they're great for weather forecasting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like if you're like Jesse and you've always wanted to learn about weather and how to forecast stuff. Yeah, go ahead. You don't really need to develop something that's going to be useful for your professional life.
0: Is there anything that you guys found that you've had success with working from home? Like any tips that you feel have significantly helped or even just helped a little bit?
2: Mm, let me if, think of if, possible, one.
1: if possible, if possible, if you can get a second monitor, that really does help.
0: Yeah, do you think that when we do go back to a physical campus, do you think the way that we appreciate university life will change? Like, do you think having been deprived of these elements that we'll just come back and be like, okay, I've missed
2: this... <laughs> Oh, I think yeah, absolutely. At least initially, yeah. Maybe later people will forget about it, but yeah. For yeah, the first I mean,
1: year, pro Yeah, most definitely. But also, I think things will slightly change as well. So there will be more online structured courses and um, just more opportunity to learn by different modes. So I think um, just even after this, I think we'd still be able to appreciate just how much things have changed for the good as well.
0: Well, there you have it. Thanks for joining us for our Working From Home episode. We hope you guys are staying safe and trying your best to thrive at home.
2: Subscribe to PeerPod on either iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud, so we can keep in touch and you can keep up to date with the newest episodes.
1: If there is any topic you would like us to tackle, you can write us at peerpod.pla at sydney.edu.au. Remember, you can find your peer learning advisors in their red T-shirts at Thinkspace, The Quarter, Dentistry, Bosch Commons, Camden Commons and Westmead. PeerPod is recorded and produced by the library's peer learning advisors in the Thinkspace one-button recording studio on Gadigal
0: Land.